Welcome to Set Up for Lifetime Value, a podcast series from Underwater Pistol, where we discuss e-commerce trends, answer your questions, and deliver some really useful advice on how to stay ahead of the curve in the online retail industry. Follow along to get set for life with the best e-commerce tech stack. Hello, and welcome to the second ever episode of Set Up for Lifetime Value. Today, we're talking about the essential CRO tips that you need to know to get your CRO journey off to an amazing start. Today, I'm joined once again by our very own CRO and UX specialist, Liliana. And I'm also delighted to welcome Pancho from Convert.com to the podcast today as well. Pancho, would you like to give us a little intro about you and about what you get up to at Convert.com? Of course. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much for for this invite. And uh, so I've been doing e-commerce as a D2C brand for a little over than 10 years. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's where, uh, the, the, the first time I, I met, uh, the converts founder, Dennis, which is, uh, now a, a close friend, uh, he helped me out with some stuff with, with my own brand. And, and then we, uh, I helped him out with, with some other stuff. And, uh, now I'm, he invited me to convert, to help them out with their, uh, basically content creation, uh, for, you know, uh, specializing in, in CRO. Uh, so yeah, that's what I do. I do e-commerce. I, Every every day, every single day, I breathe and uh, e-commerce. So that's 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 my deal. <laughs> yeah, fantastic! And I hear that yeah. you are not new to the podcast scene either. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah, I, I run my own podcast. podcast as well. <laughs> yeah, fantastic! That's really cool. So it's great to have a, a podcasting pro on our on our young little podcast today. So thank you for joining. And Liliana, um, for people who haven't tuned into our previous episode and don't know who you are, could you give us a little intro about what you do as well? Yes, of course. So I look after CRO and UX at Underwater Pistol. My role is essentially to use data analysis to identify and test any opportunities to increase website conversions, as well as making websites easier overall for people to use, which is essentially, you know, just a way of saying that I look at websites all day. But yeah, Yeah, thank you. Sounds very fun. Um, Okay, so the way that it's going to work today, so I've sent Liliana and Pancho away to Go just think of two, just two each, uh, top tips that would really be useful for anyone starting out with CRO. And we're going to go through those now. So Pancho, you've got the first one. What is your first top tip uh, for CRO? Okay, well, uh, for me, this is uh, like you have to focus first on, on learning and understanding your actual uh, customer journey. So uh, before you go ahead and, and, and try to test a lot of, a lot of stuff, uh, I think uh, for me, it works very, very well uh, to uh, understand how this journey uh, works and, and where are the, the major like, uh, fall downs of this customer in, in our journey. Um, the good news is that to do, in order to do this, you don't need uh, you know, a, a fancy setup. You don't need to plug in a, a bunch of stuff. You can normally do uh, a very in-depth uh, research or analysis with your current uh, analytics. I don't know if you use Shopify with, uh, with just the basic analytics, you can do that. Or with just Google Analytics, uh, you, don't, you don't need to go, uh, uh, you know, do, do super hard stuff. So <clears throat> for me, it's just understanding this, this uh, like the basics of a journey, which is our three, three main stages, uh, discovery, consideration, and conversion. So 
Uh, in Discovery, we only want people to just click on something and, and land on, on, our, on our site, right? That's, that's uh, if we are, if our pay-per-click campaigns or, our, or our, the, the different traffic resources that we're using are getting that goal, Uh, uh, that's that's good enough for that that specific purpose, and then uh, it comes consideration, which is when the customer or the user uh, really uh, digs deep into into your content to to figure out if they if they want to purchase something or what they want to purchase, how they will how will they use it, uh, and at the end uh, it, you have the conversion stage. So. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you some some examples uh, on on this journey. So the first one is uh, the, the one I really I, I always look at. For example, for uh, to, to figure out how we are in the consideration stage, uh, I use uh, I look at the difference between unique visitors and sessions. I know that for A/B testing and 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 you know like more scientific analysis, <clears throat> that the important data comes from unique visitors. But in, in this example, I'm talking about the, the customer journey, which is a more like broad understanding on, on our whole conversion uh, route. So uh, the difference between unique visitors and, and sessions for me is uh, uh, something important to look at because uh, if you have almost the same unique visitors as you have sessions, that means that people are going in your site, but they're not coming back. And... Before, you know, the, the journeys before were just one straight line from discovery to, to the actual conversion. You, you, maybe you remember that we had, you know, landing pages with super compelling copywriting and getting you to click and click and click all the way to conversion. Right now, it doesn't work like that. Uh, conversion funnels are way more complex and, and, and multi-platform. So you discover a site, uh, you, you take a peek into that, you go to Instagram and then get retargeted, or you go to YouTube and look at some reviews, or, or you, you have some influence or talking about the product, uh, and, and you want to make sure that all that, that other uh, content that, that is being created by you uh, makes people go back into your site. Uh, and if normally, if you have, if you don't have a great difference between these two unique visitors and sessions, that means that you don't have a, a good start in your conversion funnel, which conversion funnel starts uh, in add to cart. So normally, if you don't have that great of a difference, then you have, uh, you, you don't have a, a, a great add to cart um, percentage. So maybe you have a four. That means that at the end of the route in your conversion rate, you have 0.5. Uh, so this is just one example. Uh, but what, what I'm trying to get at is that first, uh, it works really well for me to understand the journey, understand all these, these stages and what needs to happen in all these stages and, and figure out where the, the fall down actually is. Normally, normally uh, when, when it, it's, in, it's in the add to cart, That that's that's where the low conversion starts, and this usually means that you you haven't done a great job in your consideration phase, and just focus on that and figure it out. That that would be my my first one. Ah, great! Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. I think I completely mm. agree that that's you need to see where people are falling off. Otherwise, you know, where could you start? There's no point optimizing the start of the journey when if that's working really effectively. So thank exactly. you so much. A great top tip. <laughs> Now, Liliana, we're over to you. Can you, mm. can you come up with something as fantastic as that? 
Oh, I hope so. That was pretty great. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Makes me look bad on my podcast, Pancho. God. <laughs> um, so the first thing for me would be uh, to make sure that your data channels are set up correctly. So this would include things like Google Analytics, Google Tag Manager, um, Search Console, and even usability testing software like Hotjar or Lucky Orange. Um, it's super important because if you're reporting or formatting or for, forming even a hypothesis from skewed data, you're really setting yourself up for a fall. Some of the most common mistakes that I see are goals and events in Google Analytics being set up incorrectly. So a good tip is to make sure that you're setting up any new implementations on a test view before implementing it on a main view. So you should ensure that you collect collect enough data and then cross-reference it with another data source so that you know that everything is pulling in correctly. What this will do is save the data in your main view from being corrupted in case any error occurs. Additionally, it's also important to leave annotations. So whenever you make a change on the account, leave a note and this will allow you and your team to see exactly when a change was made so that you can report on the data accurately and see where an implementation error, if any, did actually occur. This makes reporting on successes and failures much easier, as well as seeing where an error first appeared, which makes it easier to fix. So another caveat to this tip is to ensure that you understand what the data is also telling you. For example, correlation doesn't always mean causation, which essentially just means that just because there's a link between your data and your hypothesis, this doesn't mean that it's a definitive answer to the question. So without a basic understanding of your data channels, you run the risk of presenting misleading data, which then can lead to underwhelming results when testing your hypotheses. Brilliant. Thank you very much. I think it's actually very interesting that both of, both of you, your first tips are ones that are kind of before you actually, like people might be like, oh, how do I do it? How do I do it? Like what top tips are about how I actually, I don't know, make these changes. But it's interesting that you're both highlighting the importance there of getting it like sorted before you go in and make these changes to the site. I think that's... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess it's uh, the same as going to the gym. So if you go to the gym and you go as hard as you possibly can on weights first, you're not going to see great results to start with. You're just going to be in a lot of pain, which kind <laughs> of is like similar to not having your data channel set up correctly and not knowing what your customer journey and seeing where those conversion blockers are, like Pancho said. Yeah, fantastic. Great. Thank you very much, yep. Liliana. And Pancho, back Good to one. you. What is your second top tip? Uh, yeah, well, my second one would be uh, focus on the low-hanging fruit. So uh, we tend to get overwhelmed with all this like new, well, for, for a, a lot of people, new universe. We are, I mean, if, if e-commerce or, or the digital marketing isn't hard and complex enough, now we have to actually test everything and figure out uh, what, what, uh, what is working and what not. So uh, I, my recommendation is focus on the low-hanging fruit. And this especially, I recommend it if you still have, uh, let's say, uh, still low traffic. So what, what do I mean by low traffic? That doesn't mean you have no traffic at all. But let's say 100,000 sessions per month or less, uh, that, that, that is still considered. I mean, you, you can still focus on general, general parts of your conversion funnel. So in this case, the low-hanging fruit would be your homepage. So if you have a lot of a lot more traffic, yeah, you can now go to different uh, pages within your funnel. So your your I don't know your cart page, your uh, even your product page, but um, or or your checkout page. But at the beginning, I would say focus on your homepage, which is where 
uh, at least half of the people are going to land either through pay-per-click campaigns or through uh, through uh, just like searching. Uh, if they search something and they come up with your with your uh, store or, or your site, they'll probably land in your homepage. So, so that's where you need to focus. And once you are focusing on your home site now or your homepage, now also uh, start doing minor minor changes. So uh, within the the conversion rate optimization realm, you know, there's there's a bunch of tests that, that you can run. You can run multiple tests at, at once or multiple uh, var- variants at, at, at once. If you're just starting out, don't don't go that way. Start with the with the easy easier stuff. So maybe uh, the first one would be try some some texts, different texts for in your hero banner. So the the hero banner, uh, if if you if you say that half of the people are going to land in your homepage. Now of those half of the people, now uh, half of them are only going to look at your hero banner. So that's where you want to focus your attention first. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, play with some some different texts, uh, f- play with some different images, or or an, or an offer or a call to action. So play with that. Then play maybe with the button that you have in in the in that hero banner, and then walk your way or work your way uh, downwards uh, from the fold uh, downwards to optimize first your homepage. The second page that you want to optimize is your product page or the call to action page if you're selling services. Uh, that's that's the second one you want to focus, and then you can work your way through more um, down-the-road uh, pages within your site. Uh, but that's, that would be my, my tip. Don't, don't, don't go big, you know, go super specific and start on the, on the things that you can understand and, uh, and, and, you, and, and that you will see more changes because, because there's more traffic um, getting to that, that site and specific places in that site. Great. Thank you very much. I feel like yeah. definitely it can be easy to be feel very overwhelmed if you're starting out with CRO because there's obviously infinite changes you could possibly make. So fantastic yeah. to, tip to just focus on, you know, the basics at the beginning. Don't get too yep. too bogged down straight away. Exactly. Thank you very much, Pan. <laughs> you're welcome. And Liliana, the last tip, which hopefully is the best one, it's got to be, is coming <laughs> yeah. to you. Right, Charlie, you need to really stop pitting us against each other. It's not fair. (laughs) So um, my second top tip would be to replicate the in-person buying experience. This is absolutely essential for any online business. So, for example, if you have a bricks and mortar store, it's a lot easier to sell stock. Potential customers can go in, physically interact with the coat, the shoes, the pots and pans or whatever, and they can make an informed decision as to whether this product's right for them. With e-commerce stores, it's much harder. Your landing page needs to give your users enough information so that it can make an informed decision, but not so much that they feel overwhelmed. So balance is really key here. To replicate the in-person buying experience, your potential customers need to be able to see what they're purchasing. Shopping online can be a huge risk. If users are unsure in any way, then they won't be making a purchase on your site. One way to overcome this is with clear product imagery. So this would be like showing users exactly what it is they're buying. Additionally, using images with uniform backgrounds makes the product look a lot more appealing to the user. Utilizing video content is also a great way to replicate the in-person buying experience. It allows users to get an even clearer idea of what the product is and if it's right for them. We need to help our potential customers imagine owning and using our products. Lastly, adding live chat is the ultimate way of replicating the in-person buying experience. 
people are naturally curious. We've got so many questions that a web page alone usually can't answer. So by adding live chat, you can overcome potential objections and conversion blockers in real time, just like you would be able to by having a conversation with a customer in a physical store, which will have a positive impact on your conversion rate. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Liliana. That's great. And it's almost as if I'd planned it, which I hadn't, but the first two tips that you <laughs> gave were all about the planning phase. And then the second ones are very much like practical about the actual test, not testing, well, yeah, changing and testing phase. So fantastic. Thank you very much, both of you. Yeah. And with that, because, you know, these podcasts, they're all supposed to be kind of like helpful, small chunks of information. So that does actually just bring us to an end. But it's been really fantastic to hear from both of you. So thank you very much, Pancho, for joining today. No, as well. Anytime, if you want me here, I'll, I'll be here. Yeah, fantastic. And thank you, Liliana. Of course, we'll hear from you again. So Liliana will be in all of our CRO podcasts, of which there will be a couple more. So we'll be hearing from you as well. So Lovely. <laughs> well, thank you both very much. And uh, hopefully you. we'll speak to you both soon. Thank you yep. so much. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.